You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus, starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.SupportingCast.FM to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Bringing you another episode right here, right after the NFL draft for the Gators, the 2022 NFL draft, much different than the 2021 NFL draft. The Gators are only three selections, Kyrie Elam. Zachary Carter, Damian Pierce in this year's draft compared to the eight that were drafted last year. As we go and look, <laughs> I just mentioned three picks for the Gators. The first three picks last year, two in the first round with Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Tony, one in the second round with Kyle Trask. So much different this year for the Gators. Uh, a lot of reasonings for that. Not as many guys coming out. Roster not as in good shape. We'll get into that later. Uh, we can peek ahead to next year. That list should be back up there for the Gators and potential draft picks for next year. So we'll get into that too uh, before we sign off here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching live. Thank you so much for joining in right here. Subscribe. You get that notification when Gators Breakdown goes live or there's a new episode out there. Check us out at the home of Gators Breakdown, newsforjacks.com slash Gators Breakdown, and coming up this week, I'll uh, try and do a, a uh, on Gators Breakdown plus a member chat, because also this week on Gators Breakdown, Corey Bender from OM3 Sports will hop on, and we'll talk some recruiting this week, so we kind of get the spring football in the rear view, NFL draft in the rear view, time to turn the focus to recruiting right here on Gators Breakdown. All right, so... Let's start with it right here. Friday, uh, Thursday night, NFL draft gets started, of course, and Kyrie Elam opened this year's draft for the Gators after being selected by the Buffalo Bills with a 23rd overall pick. And this was a – we were questioning a little bit now would Kyrie Elam squeak into the first round, and he did. 
Of course, he was higher up on draft board before this last season started. Dealt with some injuries. Had a really good performance versus Alabama. That's the game he also got injured in late. Uh, that held him out some this past season. Hurt his draft stock a little bit, uh, but does get drafted in the first round. 23rd pick overall to the Buffalo Bills, a team that needs – look, they don't need help on offense <laughs> right now. They need help on, the, on, on defense to keep up with uh, you know, the likes of Kansas City out there. And, look, they decided – they need to help on defense, and their first pick is Kyrie Elam. Elam became the Gators' 54th first-round pick since the 1967 draft. That's the common era of, you know, that's what NFL considers the common draft era, which ranks uh, him becoming the 54th first-round draft pick since 1967, which ranks second most among the SEC and fifth in the NCAA. We'll get into that. We'll get some more details uh, later on with some news and notes for this Gators draft. But the pick also marked the third straight year with a first-round pick out of Florida. Elam, Florida's sixth defensive back drafted in the first round since 2010, which is tied for second most in the SEC. Florida is only one of two schools in the nation to have had at least one first-round selection in nine of the last ten NFL drafts. For Elam, three-year letter winner at Florida, 35 career games, 26 starts. He was coach's all-SEC first team and AP all-SEC selection along with a Jim Thorpe Award semifinalist in 2020. He totaled 79 tackles, 26 pass breakups, six interceptions, member of the coach's all-freshman team in 2019, three pass breakups versus number one Alabama the past season, and only allowed two catches. And seven targets against the Tide. And look, I've Jameson Williams is on the field there for Alabama. And I, I, as soon as Elam was drafted, I've kind of retweeted and put it out there. I like, look, this is when he's healthy, when he's ready to go, this is the type of performance you can get from Kyrie Elam. Looks like that's what Buffalo fell in love with uh, a bit as well. So uh, Florida did share this, too, of what Desmond Howard had to say about the pick here. He says, There's a lot to like about Kyrie Elam. Six foot one, 191 pounds. He can flat out cover guys. Extremely, extremely athletic, has great ball skills, can run, likes to play press coverage, and gets his hands on you. He's good in zone coverage as well, watching the quarterback's eyes, trying to beat them to throws. This is a great pick for the Buffalo Bills team that really has a complete roster. This can be a piece that puts Buffalo over the top. He's going to be on the field a lot with that Buffalo offense <laughs> how much they score. Uh, so that defense, he'll, he'll get every opportunity to you know, help them uh, shut down uh, other offenses that Buffalo can get past. You know, I mean, Will Miles was happy about the, uh, this pick there, uh, of course, being a Buffalo fan. And we saw Katie Turner as well. Uh, you know, She didn't really get a whole lot of time with Kyrie Elam, but uh, going from Gators uh, to Buffalo, I know she's put out there a lot that she's a big Buffalo Bills fan. So from the University of Florida to Buffalo goes Kyrie Elam. So then we kind of wondered who would be the next pick for the Gators. Would it be Damian Pierce? Would it be Zachary Carter? And there it was. It was Zachary Carter to the Bengals, selected Friday in the third round with the 95th overall pick. He became the 133rd defender and 51st defensive lineman drafted from Florida, which marked the 11th straight draft that a Gators defensive lineman was picked and tied for the second longest active streak. Pick also tied Florida for the lead 
25 picks among defensive lines from SEC schools in the first three rounds from 1967. UF is second all-time in the SEC with 51 defensive linemen drafted since the modern draft era. Across 46 career games for the Gators, Carter totaled 107 tackles, almost 30 tackles for loss, 17 and a half sacks. The season opener this past season, three sacks, lost with a 23-yard loss total, along with a forced fumble to earn one of two career SEC defensive linemen on the week awards. His 11 tackles for loss this past season ranked tied for 39th in college football as he recorded one in every game. Senior Bowl, uh, he recorded one in every game but three uh, for those tackles for loss. Uh, Reese's Senior Bowl invitee, member of the 2021 SEC Community Service Team, ended his career with 21 quarterback hurries. So Carter goes off the board to Cincinnati, another team, uh, of course. Uh, they look, these getters are going to good teams, these, these first two picks. They're with the, the Bengals, of course, playing in the Super Bowl, and then the Bills going along with Kyrie Elam. So then we wondered where Damian Pierce go. We knew he was getting drafted. He was rising up draft boards, especially after a senior bowl performance uh, where he was probably the best overall player there at the senior bowl. And he goes to the Houston Texans in the fourth round, 107th pick overall. Pierce became the 31st Florida running back to be drafted and the 135th offensive player from Florida since 1967. Also the third Gators running back drafted in the past four years. Joining LaMichael Pirine last year in the 2020 draft to the Jets and Jordan Scarlett in 2019 to the Carolina Panthers. Pirine was a fourth-round pick, Scarlett a fifth-round pick, and now Damian Pierce another fourth-round pick. Native of Bainbridge, Georgia, he totaled 1,806 yards rushing, 422 receiving yards, 23 rushing, and five receiving touchdowns in his 50-game career as a Gator. He had a team leading 16 touchdowns last season to tie sixth all-time in a single season. I mean, Damian Pierce had 16 touchdowns. Should have had more, given more carries. He doesn't have a lot of mileage on him. I mean, I'm sure Houston fell in love with that. I'm sure a lot of NFL teams fell in love with that. Not a lot of mileage on Damian Pierce. Uh, for our sake, we wish he would have a little bit more. <laughs> uh, for, for the probably offense would have looked a little better, more potent last season, giving Damian Pierce the ball. But for whatever reason, did not get the carries. That's hopefully should only help him in his NFL career. Pierce averaged five and a half yards per attempt as his 23 rushing touchdowns are tied for 10th all time in program history. He concluded his senior year with five multi-scoring performances and a score in nine of 13 games. Damian Pierce definitely going to be missed. Uh, not only on the field, we wish we got to see more of course off the field as well. One of the best interviews ever at the University of Florida. That's <laughs> there for Damian Pierce. All, always forthcoming, always playful, uh, always inter, you know, very interactive with the interviews there. So Damian Pierce uh, will be missed. Hope he goes on to do great things. And if you're a Jaguars fan in the NFL, you'll get to see him twice a year now, uh, Damian Pierce on the other sideline when they play Houston. But um, a team that needs a lot of help, a lot of help as much as one of the NFL's worst teams, uh, hopefully – uh, for Damian Pierce's sake, uh, he raises that uh, running back room. I would not doubt for a, a bit if he ends up being a starter pretty early there uh, there for Houston. So there you go. That is it for the Gators NFL draft this season. Kyrie Elam, Zachary Carter, Damian Pierce, pretty much really the only guys we thought would be drafted for Florida do end up 
it, it does end up just being just those three guys. So now, of course, some of the other guys we thought maybe have potential of being drafted, but we didn't really see it too much, did get picked up as undrafted free agents. Speaking of Damian Pierce, let's go to the other running back. Malik Davis goes to Dallas. Jeremiah Moon gets picked up by Baltimore. Kind of a weird occurrence here, but Antonio Valentino and Tywon Truesdale get to play together again for the New York Giants, both guys signing their, uh, their deals, undrafted free agent deals uh, with the New York Giants. And then Gene DeLance signs an undrafted free agent contract as well with the Chicago Bears. So there you go. There's the names uh, there for guys who did not get drafted, but hopefully hopefully, go on to go through tryouts, try and make these teams in camps, at least you know, be a contributor in somewhat like Donovan Steiner last year, drafted or not drafted, uh, picked up as an undrafted free agent by the Pittsburgh Steelers and signed on to the practice squad. He was on the practice squad all year. So nice chunk of change being a practice player in the NFL as well. Uh, still getting to play football for a living, uh, just not at the highest level. But uh, you never know. You never know what these guys can do. Uh, I'm sure they, they would love to be around in the game of football. All right, here we go. Let's take a look at some news, and or not news, but some notes uh, from the University of Florida. Florida is one of three. Uh, notes from the NFL draft, of course. Florida is one of three schools having a player picked in every draft in the common era, which began in 1967. Only three schools, Florida, Michigan, USC, would only, there are only three schools that have had a player drafted since 1967. Florida is one of only two schools in the nation to have had at least one first-round selection in nine of the last ten NFL drafts. Florida has had 54 first-round picks since 1967, which ranks fifth in the nation and second in the SEC. Ohio State leads the way with 74 first-round picks six 1967. USC second with 73. Alabama with 66. Miami with 62. And Florida with 54. Six Gators defensive backs have been drafted in the first round since 2010, which ties for second most in the SEC. Alabama leads the way with eight. Florida tie with LSU with six apiece. Georgia with three, South Carolina with two. Zachary Carter's selection in the third round. Florida now has the third most picks in the top three rounds of the draft among SEC schools since 1967. So third most picks in the top three rounds of the draft among SEC schools since 1967. Florida comes in third there behind Alabama with 134, LSU 122, Florida with 119. That's ahead of Tennessee with 102, Texas A&M with 93. If you listen to the podcast version, YouTube version has uh, graphics explaining all this as well. Florida ranks third in the nation and second in the SEC for most defensive linemen drafted since 1967 only behind Miami with 57, Alabama with 52, Florida with 51. Florida is tied for the lead with Alabama, 25 picks, among defensive linemen from SEC schools in the first three rounds from 1967. 
And here we go. Here's, here's, here's the zinger. Now, it wasn't a great draft for Florida overall, of course, especially when you go look with Georgia and their 15 picks. I mean, ridiculous there. But Florida leads the state of Florida with the most selections in the last 10 drafts. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And it's not even close. Florida with 63 selections in the last 10 drafts. Florida State with only 49 Miami with only 43. So, look, we know recruiting is not at the level it has been. Development hasn't been terrible. Florida's still sending guys to the league. And I think I saw it, if, if I, I'm trying to remember, but in most draft picks in the, in, maybe it was in the, in the college football playoff era or the last 10 seasons, something like that, Florida and Miami were the only schools not to reach the college football playoff. So, I mean, kind of crazy there. But you, know, you had your Alabamas, your Ohio States, Notre Dame, Michigan, Oklahoma was the very last school in that regard. So in the state, you know, we've known Florida has been better. In the last decade, better than Florida State Miami. Hasn't amounted to much. That used to mean a whole lot. That used to mean everything. If, if you go to the – if you would have went to the 90s and the 2000s, the early 2000s, and Florida leads the state with the most selections in the past 10 drafts, that meant something. doesn't mean as much anymore. But we still get that note of a brag over Florida State and Miami. We're beating them on the field. But Florida has the most selections the last 10 drafts in the state of Florida. Florida 63, Florida State 49, Miami 43. So there you go. There's some draft notes from the University of Florida in this past year's NFL draft. But now, before we sign off here, let's take a look ahead at this Gators roster now. And look, I'll throw it up. About 13 players for Florida that could have their name called next year. Now, I know I put this out on Twitter. And look, I know I said could. I specifically put could. Be drafted. Some guys will still be still got some guys will still come back to Florida. Some guys won't get drafted at all. Some of these guys will. Now, the big headliner. Now, if you watch the NFL draft Friday night on ESPN, Mel Kuyper, you know, they gave him some names that of you know based on potential or names to look out for for next year's NFL draft. And he named Anthony Richardson third. Now it was my original tweet was kind of misconstrued i didn't mean to it, it was my fault i didn't mean to make it sound like he ranked anthony richardson third overall he just listed anthony richardson third in a, in, in a list of players that he said look out for for next year's nfl draft now a lot of that's right now based on potential but anthony richardson is getting a whole lot of nfl draft love for next year we heard it dating back to last year when he actually got to play he had that performance versus lsu and i remember listening to some podcast and i forget what it was but Anthony Richardson was getting, was getting some draft love then uh, based off of size and potential and what you have out there. And then Mel Copper comes Friday night and mentions Anthony Richardson as a, as a candidate for next year's NFL draft. And I mean, of course, he's going to have to go out there and show it. A lot of it 
right now is mostly based on potential. He's got to go out there and put the stats up there with it. But he goes out there and has a good year. You know, how good of a year does Anthony Richardson have to have to want to leave? I mean, does he have to be a you – know, if you're a first-round pick, it's hard to turn down that money. <laughs> so, you know, does he have a, a type of season where he's a first-round pick? When, what does that mean for Florida? I mean, that's the biggest question. If Anthony Richardson is in next year's NFL draft, that means he had a pretty good season. How good could also affect how good Florida is this coming up season. If Anthony Richardson is, I mean, what you got Bryce Young out there just in the conference who's going to be in the draft as well. So, I mean, just in your own conference, is, is he behind Bryce Young next year? I mean, I, I think you put those guys beside each other. Now, Bryce Young has so far outperformed Anthony Richardson. But they go out there and have similar type of seasons, which I don't see it. I mean, Bryce Young and the weapons around him, the team around him, he's going to look great. Anthony Richardson can look great as well. who will have to elevate the team around him. Bryce Young gets the benefit. And don't get me wrong, this is not a knock on him. I think he's good either way. He gets the benefit of not having to elevate so much to people around him as much as Anthony Richardson would ha- will have to do. How will teams value that? But I think you start looking at quarterback, and if he's up there with Bryce Young, I mean, could you could you blame him for leaving? And what would that mean for Florida? Hopefully it would mean a great surprising season for Florida at the same time. But that did catch some eyes. That did catch some ears. If you saw or heard Anthony Richardson's name come up for next year's NFL draft. Drevon Dexter, of course, I mean, money year for him coming up. You'll hear his name next year in the NFL draft, barring hopefully I'm not you know, wishing this on anybody here, uh, injury or something like that. I mean, this is money year for him. I would expect him to uh, have his name called next year's NFL draft. Osiris Torrance could have went to the NFL this past season instead of transferring from Louisiana to Florida. He'll hear his name called Rashad Torrance, defensive back, safety for the Gators. Uh, mock draft that came out not long ago had him as a first-round pick, a pretty high first-round pick uh, there. So, of course, I think we'll, that's based on a little bit on potential, too. We'll have to see some better play from Rashad Torrance, uh, as, as well as the next name on the list, Trey Dean. You know, his name has probably been the most polarizing at the point when I put this list up. Now, as I said, this is a list of who could be drafted. You know, right now, Trey Dean would be projected as a late-round pick. I think I saw a six-round pick right now. Uh, for 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 trading, so of course he will have to elevate his play. Hopefully, Patrick Tony, this new defense can elevate trading's level of play to where we hear his name called in a 2023 NFL draft. Britton Cox Jr. did get an NFL draft grade, not where he wanted it, not as high as he wanted it. He would have been drafted this past NFL draft. So, as I said, you could have. There's a reason for Florida only having three guys drafted this draft. Britton Cox could have came out, had his name called in the fifth, sixth round of the NFL draft, maybe fourth, somewhere around there. But that would give Florida another draft pick. So, you know, these numbers, you can shift and move to, to determine, um, you know, where, where, where guys are um, slotted and if they're going to come back or not. Britton Cox was one of those guys. So he comes back to raise his draft stock. He's been training for it. This is a money year for him. Like he said uh, in the Gator Collective interview I did with him, he thought last year was going to be his money year in going to the NFL draft. Hopefully, new defensive scheme. He's another player that can raise 
his draft stock. Running back is kind of weird here. Uh, Nequan Wright, Lorenzo Lingard, you think you, I can, you can group both those guys right. Of course, more production so far. Uh, but the guys have been, who've been away from the high school ranks for quite some time now. Probably thought they'd be in the NFL already, especially Lorenzo Lingard and his recruiting profile. Um, and the Marcus Bowman, he'd have to have a, a flash year. We haven't seen enough of him yet. The same kind of goes for Lorenzo Lingard uh, at the same time. But he's been at a high school longer, so you would think, you know, given – just that timetable, that time frame, that if he has a good season, would want to put his name into the hat. I mean, injury concerns as well. Would he want to – I mean, any NFL draft grade from him, he might go ahead and jump at that opportunity given the injury history, not wanting to take another risk there. That's probably also going to hurt him as well for the NFL draft. And Naquan Wright, you know, if he's fully healthy, wants to lead this Gator running back room, He'll get every opportunity to go out there and prove, put up stats, and maybe go into the NFL as well. But you know, how does Montreal Johnson factor into all that? Because if he's going to be the best running back on the roster, how much does that eat into Naquan Wright, Lemons, or Lingard type of performance? So that's why, you know, may, may not hear those guys' names called. Justin Shorter, another interesting name there, probably you know, getting a late round grade right now, I would say. Probably would be drafted in that sixth, seventh round based on the size, based on the potential there. Uh, but also kind of somebody like Trevon Grimes, who, you know, five-star recruit, wide receiver, goes to the Big Ten, transfers to Florida, doesn't have the production necessarily to pinpoint and, and point to. Trevon Grimes, maybe a surprise he didn't get picked up late in last year's draft. Uh, Justin Shorter, one more chance to prove that he can be capable of having his name called in the NFL draft. Now, I mentioned Osiris Torrance because uh, Anthony Richardson, I put him first because, of course, quarterback headline. Uh, yeah. Drivon Dexter, Osiris Torrance. I think you I put those guys toward, you know, they're, they're front of mind, the guys. Um, guys that you, you know are going to go play in the NFL. But if you, I think you start looking at position that could be hit the hardest. I mentioned Osiris Torrance toward the beginning there. I didn't group him with the rest of the offensive linemen, who very well, Richard Garage is going to have his name called next year. He just graduated from the University of Florida this past week. Last season, for him coming up, he's going to have his name called. He's going to be an NFL draft pick next year. Now, Kingsley Aguilcon at center, played nice, very, very well for Florida at center. He has another good year. He could very well leave. Ethan White, if he can stay healthy. At that left guard position, get a lot more playing time. He could very well leave as well. I don't think so. Like I, I'd lean toward those two guys probably coming back. But if they have pretty good seasons in this Billy Napier offense that we saw it from, from him, I, mean, I probably should have included that. His draft picks from Louisiana, one was an offensive lineman. Another offensive lineman developed going on to the NFL draft. From him, from his time at Louisiana, well, Aguacan and White have experience. If they get coached up by Sell and Stapleton this coming up year. You could very well hear their name called. You know, Ventrell Miller uh, lately uh, looked up right before came on live here. He's getting anywhere from a second to fourth round grade. So Florida would definitely have more than three players selected. In next year's NFL draft, Ventrell Miller, the player who, of course, also 
much like Brenton Cox, who thought they'd hear their name called in this year's NFL draft. But Miller gets injured, not able to put it on tape, has to come back to raise his draft stock. But he's somebody, of course, who's going to have his name called with, with a, a somewhat good season. Probably not too high. You know, you're looking at a mid to, mid to late pick there. And there's 13 names right there that could have their name called next year. I'm not projecting all those guys that have their name called. Let's see how this season plays out. Offensive line has a chance to be hit pretty hard from the NFL draft if you have a really good season from that group with Torrance, Garage, Eglacon, and White. That'd be, be odd to see, wouldn't it? Four Gator offensive linemen in one season going, having their names called. So there we go. There's a look at possible 2023 NFL draftees for the Gators to raise up the three from this past NFL draft. As I said, about 10 more for next year's NFL draft that could have their name called. So, all right, there we go. That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown, giving you a look at the NFL draft from the past few days, looking ahead to next year's NFL draft as well. Everybody, thanks for joining in on this episode. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.